Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's January 19th, it is 2023, and with it being Thursday, for at least one more time this season, we're here to talk some NFL, and as always on NFL Days, joining me today is my good buddy Keith Eister, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? You know, I'm ready to talk some NFL because the NBA slate on Wednesday night did not go so well. Um, I love Demonis Sabonis, so when he got the midday ground downgrade to questionable, I suddenly liked the slate a lot less. Um, I pivoted some of that to LaMelo Ball, and that did not work out as he left with an injury. So ready to move on from Wednesday night NBA and talk about this playoff football slate for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you read the extra survey, you would see that my favorite tournament play was LaMelo Ball, and the person that I planned on being overweight on was LaMelo Ball. So the ball Sucks. was not in his court tonight. <laughs> um, well, I, listen, we hope it's nothing serious. Hopefully it's something he's a super talented young player. Um, want to see him back. But like it was a weird night for like NBA as well. Like Kendrick Williams had a double double with like ten assists. Like there was some randomness uh, to N- NBA, not NFL, NBA um, for Wednesday night. So for sure. got the it's on like Donkey Kong shirt. We're hanging out with everybody on YouTube, <laughs> ready to break down this NFL four game slate, and it's a doozy. It's a doozy. Yeah. We had some good games last week. Um, Listen, not every week we get a lot right, but we got a lot right last under, week. Nailed our yeah. underdogs, that's for sure. Uh, you yes. had Giants, um, I had Jaguars, and and they're the two underdogs that won. 
I mean, we said all year the Vikings defense was going to be the death of them, and it was. Um, the Jags, I mean, that was the most Chargers thing ever um, yeah. to lose that game. And, you know, you don't see like Andy Reid lose games like that because they don't, he doesn't let off the gas. And it was just a completely different offense for the Chargers in the second half of that game. And yeah, I mean, they should have won that game. They're, like, there's no doubt, no doubt about it. They should have won that game. So, but yeah, it, I mean, it, they got what like, four picks from Trevor Lawrence. Like, like yeah. I think I saw a stat, something about turnover margin. They were the first team to win turnover margin and lose in the playoffs, or something like that. It just wild stuff from the Chargers for sure. I can't believe Brandon Staley is is going to somehow manage to keep his job after the last month that he's had or whatever. He gets the Mike Mike Williams gets injured in the Week 18 game that meant nothing, and then they lose in after having a big lead in, in the wild card round. So tough run out for Brandon Staley, but he's going to stick around apparently for now. Um, yep. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, we got, like I said, we got four NFL games. We're going to break these down next week. We might do NFL and NBA, um, ton of NBA content on Roto grinders for Thursday slate. So check all that out wanted to give football one last week here um at least one last week with it being such a i mean this slate's so much fun like there's so many yeah. ways to to attack and build lineups on this slate and i was just like you know we're gonna we're gonna talk football um i didn't even like talk to keith i just said hey nfl um that's what we're doing so <laughs> all right let's uh totally good with let's me. Get, yeah I, I knew you weren't gonna you know no oppose there so let's uh Get started here. First look, like always, if you haven't checked out Sleeper Fantasy, check them out. 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. 100% up to 100 bucks. Use promo code GRINDERS, and we'll have our Sleeper pick of the week. We went three for four on the Sleeper last week. I think it was like 1.5x. Um, we needed Fournette to get there. I needed Fournette to get oh, there. That so was many just, different. Yeah. That was brutal. I was way overweight on him in the showdown slate as well like i i cannot believe like i i was planning sort of for that game script like i like dallas to win but i thought fournette was going to get a ton of work out of the backfield and it just did not happen it was all rashad white that, that was one thing i definitely got wrong last week that one hurt yeah listen i had a lot of good props going i need i needed lenny to get there and he didn't so um but yeah we get started here with the first game of the weekend, 4.30 game on Saturday. I think Fandle's doing like two and two. DraftKings main slate is the four-game main slate. I said this last week. I'll say it again. I'm going to focus more on the four-game slate, so that's what we're going to kind of break down here today. Jacksonville at Kansas City, 52.5 total here. Kansas City is an 8.5-point favorite going up against the Jags, uh, Keith, I mean, we're at that time of the year where, yeah, you can look at defensive stats. You know, you kind of know who's going to be good against what, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, these teams are playing and everything is they're giving their guys the, the, the ball. They're throwing the guys that need to be thrown to. And it just doesn't matter at this point. Like the, the guys that are supposed to be out there outside of Leonard Fournette are going to be out there. We get started with the Jacksonville side of this game. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence last week, you know, four interceptions, bounced back with four touchdowns, 288 passing yards against the Chargers. Like, what are your thoughts here on the Jacksonville Jags? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like them. Um, there's a lot of really good defenses on this slate. I think Kansas City, for being such an elite team, has one of the weaker defenses. So uh, we're expecting Kansas City to play from ahead here, or at least I am. Um, so interested in this passing game. Trevor Lawrence has been pretty good. I know he got off to a really rough start last week, um, but over the last month or so, he's he's been really good. Um, so I, I like this passing game. I think they're going to th- throw it a ton here. Um, Christian Kirk at 6K is still just not pricey enough, in my opinion. Awesome roll. Um, Saw another eight targets last week. Caught the touchdown pass. So Christian Kirk at 6K, one of my favorite wide receivers on the slate. Um, Zay Jones at 4,700, I think certainly can be involved as well. Um, And Marvin Jones at 3,600, also involved. Um, Evan Evan Ingram, tight end, 4,300. Like, I just love this whole passing game. I think Kansas City is able to score on Jacksonville plenty. They're going to be playing from behind, and Trevor Lawrence is going to drop back 40 to 50 times. So um, I love Trevor Lawrence. I love all the pass catchers here. You can sprinkle in ETN as well. Um, 6,400 is about where he should be priced, in my opinion. Um, I wish he was getting more pass down work, um, but he just he hasn't gotten it all season. He'll get his two to three catches, and that's that's about it. But at, at 6,400, I think he's still in play. He got the hundred yard bonus last week. I think I think he could do that again here in the spot. Yeah, I mean ETN is the like you said the only problem with him is just not getting the passing work. Um, we'll see like if the Jamal Agnew if he plays or not. That could be a potential bump in the passing game for ETN. Um, they still have is it Hasty as well um, yep. that they could use, but. Listen, Christian Kirk had 14 targets last week. We talked about Evan Ingram on the podcast last week. He had 11 targets last week um, against the Chargers. I had some really good double tight end lineups last week. Um, Double tight ends was just – the tight end smashed last week. So this is one of those scenarios where you have the best tight end on the the slate on the other side of this game. Um, You know, maybe – the way that you get different is maybe taking some shots on Ingram with Kelsey, but I like Kirk. I'm with you. I think Lawrence is in play. He's going to have to throw the ball a ton in this game, you know, for this game to stay competitive, he's going to need to, you know, chuck the rock around the field. So I I mean, some of those interceptions weren't his fault. So I think that if the Jags are going to keep up in this game, we're going to need a big game uh, from Trevor Lawrence. So Lawrence and Kirk, Lawrence and Jones, either Jones, and then Ingram is kind of how I'm going to approach this game. I'll be underweight on ETN on this slate. Um, I'm really just worried about the pass work, and I don't see the Jaguars getting up by two touchdowns in this game and ETN getting 25 carries. Um, If that happens, I'm going to lose money anyway, so it's not going to matter. Uh, the Kansas city side of this one. I mean, obviously you have the team that throws the ball a ton. You have a team that is not going to let off the gas. If they get up by three or four touchdowns in this game, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you know, hurts. We have just the, the quarterback play alone on the slates. Fantastic. So, you know, looking at pricing between Holmes and, and Allen and hurts, you can make an argument for any three of these guys. Um, they're all within $400 of each other. And then the price goes way down after that. You know, they're the three studs. You're going to be building around these three guys um, in a lot of your lineups this week. But 
yeah, I mean, I have a ton of interest in Pat Mahomes. And honestly, like, I do have a ton of interest in Kelsey. But I think this is a game where, like, we could see McKinnon have a big game. I could see Juju having a good game here. Um, I know that, like, Edwards Hilaire could potentially play in this game. But I don't know if that would necessarily hurt McKinnon. I think McKinnon's role is safe. I think it hurts Pacheco if it hurts anybody. Um, what are your thoughts here on Kansas City? Yeah, all, all about the passing game for sure. Um, Mahomes, an outstanding option. It's kind of tough to get Mahomes-Kelsey stacks, as it, as it has been here recently, um, especially with the amount of other good, great wide receivers that we have on the slate. Um, so I might be trying to go a little cheaper with my Mahomes stacks. I love the McKinnon call. He's had a fantastic role here over the second half of the season, scoring a ton of touchdowns, getting the receiving work, and he's involved in the running game as well. So I, I like the McKinnon call a lot. You can certainly stack him with Mahomes because of his pass-catching role. The receiving core has been difficult to figure out. Juju's fine at 5,100, but I think my favorite guy is Kadarius Tony. He's 4,100, so you save 1,000, and they, they've designed plays for him down in the red zone. Um, had the touchdown... In week 18, I think that that Tony gets involved here. Um, I, I'll save the money and go down to Tony. I, I still like Juju, and I'll play a little bit of him, but I'll, I'll probably have more Tony. You have to remember at the end of the day, Juju, Tony, you know, Scantling, all these guys are secondary pieces. The number one wide receiver in this team is Travis Kelsey. Um, I mean, yeah. there's no there's no sugarcoating it. He's the guy. And this is the type of game where we see Kelsey go for like six to 10 catches, 80 to 120 yards and one or two touchdowns. Um, And he just crushes. So he's 7,700. And when you're comparing that, you know, he's a top end wide receiver price. You know, that's the same price as like AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Stefan Diggs. Most slates, I'm going to give Kelsey the nod over all the other tight ends on the, on this slate. So, um, the, like you said, though, it's tough. Like if you're going to play Mahomes, it's really tough to get Kelsey. Um, I think if you're playing, if you're playing Mahomes, Kelsey, you might end up like on a two tight end build. Um, you know, whether it be yep. Ingram or Schultz or Goddard, those guys in the 4K range that have like six to eight catchability. That's gonna how that's how you're gonna have to kind of make your you know Kansas City builds. But definitely gonna be stacking Kansas City. I don't mind playing Mahomes with McKinnon. I think that is a really sneaky stack in this game. Um, and then you could pair that with a Tony or a Juju and, you know, get that three-man Kansas City stack on a four-game slate here. So um, fun game, fun game. I don't think I'm playing defenses from this game. If I was going to play a defense from this game, it'd probably be Kansas City. Um, I'm expecting this to be one of the higher-scoring games on the weekend. And upside-wise, I mean – Again, Trevor Lawrence threw four touch or interceptions last week. He hasn't thrown double-digit interceptions since like what was a week eight against Denver. I still don't think Kansas City defense has a, like a ton of upside, but they would be the the defense I'd play in this game if I was going to pick if I had to pick one. But I don't because we have other teams, we have other games. Speaking of other games, we got the Giants coming off of a good win against Minnesota, going up against Philadelphia. 48 and a half total in this one. Philadelphia is a seven and a half point favorite. We'll start here with the Giants. I mean, the Philadelphia defense has been fantastic this season. 
really tough team to kind of crack. I mean, it was 22-48 the last time these two teams played um, in the Philadelphia side. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to have interest in this game on the Philly side, but what are we doing here with the Giants? Yeah, tough spot for the Giants for sure. Um, I think their best path to keeping this game close is a, a monster game from Saquon Barkley. Um, the receiving prices have adjusted a little bit. Richie James is still too cheap, but Hodgins got a big bump up to 4900 Um, Still in play at that price. Guy's been really good here. Um, Slayton at 4200 Like The receivers are still all, all very cheap, and I think they're going to be trailing in this game, and they're going to be throwing, throwing a ton in the, in the second half. So they're certainly all in play. Uh, but Barkley would be my favorite. We, we saw him get a little bit of receiving work last week. Um, caught five balls, had six targets. So I think like no matter the game script, Barkley is still in play. If he's having success early, they're going to lean on him super heavy. So I do like Saquon Barkley here. You have to pay for him. You're sacrificing a Kelsey or one of the elite receivers to do it. Um, but I, I think he can compete with those guys and, and put up that that type of score. Daniel Jones has been running the ball a ton, so he's going. That's going to be part of their game plan here as well. He's still really cheap. Daniel Jones is in play. Like he has, he can r- rush for two touchdowns um, as well as throw for a couple as well. So I, I think Jones has upside. Um, Barkley has upside. The receivers are too cheap, and I th- they're all very much in play for me. If I had to pick my favorite receiver, I think I'm leaning Slayton um, just because of the Hodgins price bump. Richie James doesn't quite have the ceiling. I think I'd go Slayton as, as my favorite wide receiver. Why you steal my thunder? Um, <laughs> yeah, like Darius Slayton a lot. I like Daniel Jones, man. This is a guy, yeah. like, he's not afraid to use his legs. And, I mean, yeah, Josh Allen is on this slate and Jalen Hurts is on this slate, but he's at a massive discount from these guys. And like you said, like the Giants should play from behind most of this game. So even if they're ahead, he still runs a little bit. Like this is one of those games where you could get Daniel Jones getting 30 fantasy points, keeping up with these big dogs on the slate at a much lower price tag. And you know, those are the types of teams you can play like Kelsey and try to get Mahomes' production through Kelsey type of builds. Yeah. So, Love or that. like even go Kelsey McKinnon and try to get like, you know, three of the five Kansas City touchdowns through those two guys or something. So, a lot of builds you can like make with Daniel Jones as your quarterback. Um, so, he's definitely someone that I'll be playing this weekend. Like the Barkley call, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, any of the three wide receivers, I'm, I'm, I'm still not buying this like Bellinger thing. I know he scored a touchdown last week, but we have massive upside at tight end this week. I don't see Bellinger having like a three touchdown game, and he's going to have like two to four catches at most. So Philadelphia side, I mean, Jalen Hurts looked a little rusty in Week 18 against this Giants team. Um, yeah, rusty. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, this is the best matchup defensively on the slate. If we want to look at stats, this has been the worst. De- this is the worst defense that's still alive in the playoffs. These guys and in, in, um, the Jags. But Jalen Hurts is 7,600. He has big upside. A.J. Brown is going to be his main target. But in tournaments, I mean, I definitely don't mind Devontae Smith. No one is playing Devontae Smith this week at 72 with A.J. Brown at 76. Um, so 
getting some Devonte Smith teams, getting some Goddards. Um, I mean, Miles Sanders in a, in a fantastic spot if they would actually give him the rock in this game. Um, <laughs> they they have gone back to not running the ball a ton, but I mean, Jalen Hurts has been banged up. What are your thoughts here on Philadelphia? Yeah, the Miles Sanders thing is really interesting, and I'm probably going to get suckered into it again. Um, this is a really good spot oh. for him. Like, he, he just does not get a ton of the work. Like, I don't know, 11 carries, 12 carry. Like, I know those games didn't mean much to them. Um, but, like, they just, like, Hurts steals stuff from him on the goal line. It's not a great situation, but 5700 is a very attractive price for a team that's a big favorite and we expect to be playing from ahead the whole game. Like Sanders could, could find his way into 20 carries here at 5,700. I'm, I'm certainly going to take shots on that. It's burned me before this year. It could happen again, but I, I think you have to go right back there. I do like the passing game as well. Um, certainly don't mind picking on this giants defense. AJ Brown is the clear, clear number one. Like you said, love Goddard as well. You can double stack that with Hertz if you want. I think it's fine to skinny stack Hertz also because of his rushing ability. Um, and the Devonta Smith call is amazing. Like priced up right, right near AJ Brown and all the other elite guys, but he's put up some ceiling games. Like he's got a, a 34, like he can score two touchdowns and, and have eight to 10 catches. So he has the ceiling to, to hang with these top guys. If he, if he gets the touchdown variance. So. He's going to be low owned. I I do prefer AJ Brown, but I, I like the Devonta Smith call as well. I mean, yeah. Like at the end of the day, I just I, I don't see a lot of people playing Devonta Smith. And listen, I, I I like AJ Brown more. Like I'm not saying that I don't like AJ Brown. I think AJ Brown is the clear guy here. Um, I, I just no one's going to play Devonta Smith. Is all I'm getting at. So they're both expensive. Um, I don't want to play like. Pascal or, or Watkins, um, Goddard would be like my third choice in the passing game if I was going to play a third Agreed. pass catcher here for Philly. Cincinnati at Buffalo, 48.5 total here. Buffalo, 5.5 point favorites. Um, I mean, there's a lot of like this game is just kind of lot of, a lot of stuff surrounding this game. Um, hope this game plays and there's like just want nothing to happen. <laughs> like everyone stay healthy throughout the whole, whole game. Um, man, should be a fantastic football game and I'm excited for it. I think a lot of people are excited for it. this is the Sunday three o'clock game. This game should be fantastic. Um, we'll go Cincinnati first. I mean, here we go. Like the first four games, the defenses were kind of shaky outside of Philadelphia. But now we get like three of the top five defenses um, in the NFL this season. Buffalo, Dallas, and San Francisco. Talk to me here about Cincinnati. Um, I mean, Jamar Chase is probably looking at a gazillion targets in this game. I think he's fantastic. Um, I think Joe Mixon, like, again, we keep talking about it, like, he had that one blow up game and he hasn't really like had that game to beat us. Like if he goes out and has a big game and I lose because of it, like kudos to him, but I think I'll be underweight, maybe even fade mixing completely. I like Burrow. I like chase. I like T Higgins. I don't know how much Hayden Hurst I get to, but he did have six targets last week um, coming back and, you know, playing pretty decent amount here in week 18 and week 19. 
What are your thoughts on the Bengals? Absolutely love the fade mix-in call. Um, just dude has not been very good this year. Um, that one game is is pretty much the only time he's been fantasy relevant all season long. Um, not dealing with injuries along the offensive line as well. Um, they lost their left tackle, Jonah Williams, last week, and they lost their right tackle a couple weeks before that, Lyle Collins, also missing another starting offensive lineman. So, like, the, the Bengals' offensive line is in trouble here. And, and we're talking about an elite defense on the other side in the Buffalo Bills. So I'm not touching Mixon. He hasn't been efficient when he has gotten the ball. They've taken work from him down the stretch of the season. So I, I don't need to play Mixon at all whatsoever. Um, Chase and Higgins are, are where I'm looking at for uh, my Cincinnati exposure. Chase's role has been amazing. He, he's up there with the highest ceiling on the slate. Like if Cincinnati has a, a chance in this game, one of these wide receivers needs to go absolutely nuts. Um, Higgins, you get the nice price discount. Chase has certainly had the better role, um, but Higgins does still have that upside. He's been dealing with injuries in the back half of the season here, but that, that ceiling is still there. Um, so certainly don't mind taking some shots on him. I think their pass volume is going to be high enough. You can mix in some Tyler Boyd, and, and Hayden Hurst as well, like you mentioned. Be totally fine with either of those. I don't even hate running two of them back on the other side of, of a Buffalo stack. I don't know how much Burrow I'm getting to, just because I think if this game is back and forth, I'd just rather have Allen. Um, Burrow is, is certainly fine. You save a little bit of money, but I just like the ceiling better for, for Allen on the other side. So I'll have plenty of Chase, plenty of Higgins, mix in some Boyd and, and Hurst. Going to the Buffalo side, I mean, this is the game that like Josh Allen was made for. Um, close competitive game, a lot of emotions. Like, I, Miami made it interesting last week. Did not see that coming as a Dolphins fan. Um, Buffalo tried to give the football game to Miami last week. They they really did. And if if Tua played and Buffalo played like that, we'd be talking about you know, the Miami Dolphins this week instead of uh, the Buffalo Bills. I think we see a big bounce back spot here for Josh Allen and this whole offense. I think they get rolling. They're like, oh, Stevie, bounce back spot. They won. They scored 34 points. You didn't watch the game. They look terrible. Um, I mean, Josh Allen had a few, like, he dropped a few dimes in there. He did because that's Josh Allen and that's what he does. But they did not play a good football game. Um, I love this spot for Diggs. Knox is just so like touchdown dependent, but this is also a guy that scored at least one touchdown in five straight games. Um, probably more of a Fanduel play than a DraftKings play because of the touchdowns. I I think he does have like two touchdown upside. Like he almost scored two touchdowns last week, so I think he has to be in the conversation for thirty eight because. I mean, when you get into like wide receivers at 3,800, you're talking like MVS, Gallup, um, Marvin Jones type plays, Richie James. And I think Knox like has that two touchdown upside and potentially outscores those guys in the flex. So I think that Knox has to be in the conversation this week as like a flex two tight end build type of play. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. 
or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Um, Diggs is going to crush. He's going to be targeted a gazillion times in this game. Um, you have to play some digs. I think you have to take some shots here on Gabe Davis. I like Gabe Davis a lot more than McKenzie. And, I mean, if anybody watched the game last week, Cole Beasley out of nowhere was very involved in that whole game plan. So I think at minimum salary, Cole Beasley is like a he's a tournament play, um, depending on, like, how many lineups you build. Like, I don't think he scores a touchdown every game, but – like where where did this come from? Like he he was legitly involved in the passing game. He was involved in the game plan. Um, Singletary did not see the field a ton. James Cook outrushed him and looked way better. Running back situation still very murky. I talked too much. What are your thoughts here on the Bills? No, you're good. I completely agree. It's Allen to Diggs is the best stack on the slate in my opinion. Absolutely love it. Um, don't need to talk too much more on that. It's the, the slot wide receiver is important. Gabe Davis in play at 4,800, most definitely. With McKenzie returning, that definitely makes me concerned about Cole Beasley. And even Shakir had a decent role last last week. Um, I'm trying to, he had like four or five targets. Yeah, five targets. Um, caught three of them. So Shakir at minimum price could have been interesting. But McKenzie coming back just throws another wrench into this. Um, I don't know. I'm tempted to take shots on McKenzie. Have to see what ownership looks like. like. Yeah, if, yeah, so cheap. So like yep. Beasley's three K, McKenzie's three point three. Like zero to one, group them and you know get exposure to maybe both of them if you really Bingo. want to. Yeah, yeah, love that call right there. Um, I think the the slot receiver, whoever is getting run, and they could rotate, but they're they're also near minimum price. Even if they rotate, one of them could easily get there especially if they fall in the end zone like Beasley did last week. Um, so, yeah, whoever is running in the in the slot for Buffalo, I, I have a ton of interest in. We don't know who it's going to be, so you probably got to mix it up a little bit. Love the idea of, of making that group, um, limiting it to only one of Mackenzie, Shakir, and Beasley and just having all, all three of them in the pool. Yeah. Um, it, like, if I had to rank them, I'd probably go Mackenzie, Beasley, Shakir. But, like, it's certainly not – a fact that that McKenzie's going to step right back into the role that he had before it it very well could be Beasley. Um, he's had a relationship with Allen previously, um, and and obviously they were clicking last week. So of that Beasley call too. Um, and for Knox, yeah, you need a touchdown from Dawson Knox, but he like you said, he's done it in each of the last five weeks. Thirty eight hundred, um, fire him up for sure. Buffalo is so interesting because you know Allen's going to do Allen things you know Diggs is going to get his production. It's just trying to figure out that like third piece you third want piece. to stack yep. with those two guys. Yep. And the good thing, the good thing is they're all really cheap outside of – like even Gabe Davis at 4.8K. So like whoever you want to stack with those two guys, it's going to open up some salary. Um, if I was going to play running back, it'd probably be Cook. But I don't know. Like running back is kind of weak this week. I'm I say kind of. It weak. really is. I think you're definitely playing four wide receivers or two tight ends in the majority of of your like 
portfolio. Like I just, I don't see a need to play three running backs on this slate. I think there's a lot more upside at, at wide receiver and even the two tight ends, I think have more, more upside. Yeah. Cause you I mean like Barkley and McCaffrey are 79 and 8k. You're telling me that they should be more expensive than chase Kelsey Diggs, AJ Brown on this slate. No, they shouldn't. So the wide receivers certainly have a higher ceiling for sure. All right, let's talk about that final game. We got Dallas at San Francisco Sunday. I know matinee game, six thirty. I don't know what what would we consider <laughs> Sunday night. It's not like necessarily like Sunday night. Um, it's an interesting time. We'll just call it that. Like if you live in if you live in California, it's the matinee game. Um, if you're on the East Coast, it's like right around dinner time. So I guess it's nighttime. I don't know. Um, listen, it, it's a six thirty game. We got football. We're not complaining. Dallas and San Francisco. I think this has the potential to be the most competitive game. Um, I also feel like this has the potential to be the slowest pace game on the slate. But I also think this game has the most potential to outscore its total on this slate. Um, Defense, both sides, fantastic. Good defenses. We saw a different Dak Prescott last week against Tampa. Um, this is the Dak we wanted to see all year, and I know like injuries did not help that, but he looked fantastic. 305 yards, four touchdowns, just he ran another one in. He did Dak Prescott things. This is what we you know, were kind of hoping for, um, unless you were like me and you did not play a lot of Dak Prescott last week. Um, talk to me about Dallas. I think, I think I like this game. I think I should be overweight on this game, game theory-wise. Talk to me about the Cowboys. Yeah, it's funny you said that you think this game has a chance to go over the total because I I agree with you. And, like, we have two elite defenses here, um, but should be pretty competitive. Dak coming back and and looking amazing after looking really bad to close out the season. Like, he was throwing picks every single week, multiple picks every single week. Um, Just was not looking good for Dak Prescott. So for him to show up in the way that he did in that playoff game, um, huge step. I like you just you have to have some exposure, I think. But CD Lamb is is very clearly the number one guy. Um, pretty easy to start your your Dak stacks that way. But you have plenty of options from there. Um, Dalton Schultz, we saw have, have a big game last week. Perfectly fine going right back to him. He has a huge role. Um I like Gallup, I just cannot figure out. Like I know he's been a little bit better here recently, but still been a rough season for him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, getting a little bit of like a little more work here recently. So it's encouraging. He's cheap. I'll, I'll have some exposure, but I think I prefer T.Y. Hilton. Um, yep. Talked about it a little bit last week. Like he's, he's involved. He's on the field. Saw another four targets. So I, I'll go back to some Hilton. Probably not touching the running back situation. I had a top 50 team in tournaments last week um, fall just short with a T.Y. Hilton, and he had that long, like, pass attempt, and I was like, oh, man, if that would have connected. Because um, he, he has he was, been so close to, like, multiple, like, 30, 40-yard touchdowns this year. Like, there's been, like, three or four of those. So I've been chasing it all for the last several weeks. It, it, it's coming. Yeah, I'm not stopping now. Um, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm right there with you. Like, we're, we're team T.Y. Hilton – I think Gallup is for his price is great. Like if you're doing like a three man Dallas stack, I don't know how many three man Dallas stacks I get to on this slate, but if you are, 
like playing Dak and you want to go like a three man Dallas stack, I think like CD is a guy is a must. I think most people will build Schultz. Um, he had a really good week last week, like you mentioned. Talked about him last week. Like we didn't miss on tight ends last week just because none of the tight ends missed. Um, right. so it was really easy not to miss on tight ends last week. Um, because they all smash, but the the interesting thing here is like I think you have to take some shots on Pollard or Elliott. And I think that Pollard's the guy that I'm most likely to take shots on. I think he has the higher ceiling. Just the way the running backs kind of shape up this week, I think that you have to take some shots in this range. And I don't want to go like 100% McKinnon. I don't want to go 100% ETN. I'm going to play some Sanders. And, and it's kind of one of those things where in a perfect world, we play McCaffrey and Barkley, but we live in a salary cap world and we're not going to get both of those guys. It, it, like you can, you can, you're going to sacrifice a lot to get both of right, those you're guys. You're going to sacrifice and, Chase or Diggs or Kelsey or, or two of yeah. those three probably. So yeah, it, it is a, a bit of a tough build. Um, I don't know. I, I, I haven't built a tunnel. I messed around with it a little bit before we jumped on, but I haven't built a ton of lineups. I kind of feel like I might prioritize. That's why Miles Sanders, I think is also an important piece. Um, yep. Just I love his matchup compared to Pollard. I think Pollard is a better running back than than Miles Sanders, uh, but it's just a tough situation here for him against his 49ers defense. So you're gonna, I mean, you can do McCaffrey Barkley. You're likely gonna have like a two tight end build um, type of build, and you're gonna need to go like Daniel Jones or Dak Prescott type of play, Trevor Lawrence type of builds um, to get there, and like you're still. Like you're still gonna be, you're still giving up something. Like you're, you're still not like you can get to maybe one of those top end wide receivers if you play like a Richie James or a Slayton or somebody. But you're still giving up a lot. Um, you're gonna need a lot to have, like a lot to happen for the two running back builds. And I think most lineups this weekend will have one of McCaffrey or Barkley with a cheaper running back, one top end wide receiver, and I just, I mean, maybe Kelsey. Maybe Kelsey just like goes a little under owned just because of his price this week. And yeah, yeah. So interesting thought, you know, to get overweight on Kelsey because he's going to be underweight because of his price. Um, and playing like playing, playing some like McKinnon Pollard lineups, you know, type of builds and getting Kelsey with a top end wide receiver. So a lot of different ways to build this week, which makes this week just so much fun. Again, said it at the beginning, fun week. Um, we'll go to the San Francisco side. Listen, Brock Purdy just kind of keeps doing his thing, right? Like this guy, <laughs> um, like he's getting compared to all these guys and okay, let, let's pump the brakes, pump the brakes a little bit. He has a fantastic defense. He's managing games. Fine. He has Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, Brandon, Ayuk, <laughs> George Kittle. Yeah. He has one of the best offensive lines in football. Let's calm down really quick. All right. So let's calm down people. He's playing fantastic. I'm not discrediting that at all. I said last week that I think the San Francisco 49ers have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Talk to me here about the Niners going up against Dallas. Yeah, like we've been talking about the Niners for weeks, um, and it's all those skill position players that you just mentioned there. Like they, their offense is just so difficult to stop because they have so many playmakers all over the field in every position. Um Yes, Dallas. Dallas's defense is really good, 
Uh, but they like they've been able to pass every test they've been given so far. Um, with Debo back, Kittle playing much better here recently. Like I I don't know. San Francisco I love San Francisco. Um, I think Debo is my favorite play just because of his price at fifty nine hundred. He has massive upside. He get, he gets rushing attempts. They design screens for him, um, and he has massive after the catch ability. So Debo at fifty nine hundred, love him. Um, Ayuk in play at five k and Kittle at fifty seven hundred, absolutely there too. McCaffrey, I'm going to play him for sure. Eight um, k is is a lot. You definitely have to make sacrifices if you do it. Uh, but like he's Christian McCaffrey, one of the best fantasy players point scores that that exist um so i definitely want some exposure um like i don't love kittle's price at 5700 especially with debo back like we we have seen debo impact him in the past i th- i do think he still has multiple touchdown upside but i probably don't get to him near as much as i get to debo um and then maybe if you need a cheap running back some darts on eli mitchell i don't hate um like you need him to score two touchdowns probably because he's not going to get a ton of work, but he's 4,700 and we just talked about running back, not being the strongest. Um, if he gets two touchdowns, like if say San Francisco gets out to a decent lead here, um, I think they could le- lean on Mitchell quite a bit and, and he could score two touchdowns potentially. That'd be huge at 4,700. Devo's too cheap. And yep. I mean, we said it last week, I'm going to stand by it. I ended up being way overweight on Debo last week because of his price and how easy it was to build around him. Like I just ended up in that range, like so many lineups. And I was like, I'm just going to keep playing him. Hopefully he gets there. <laughs> and he did. So, I mean, I'm right back on the well here. I think he's way too cheap. Um, tournaments, I don't mind Ayuk or, or Kittle. But Debo and Christian McCaffrey, I don't think I play Purdy in this game. I know what he did last week. Um, but... That was the first time this season that he's gone over 25 fantasy points. So much easier matchup against Seattle last week. Any final thoughts on this one? Nope. I think that that covers it. There, there's not a spot that I would say you can't like, you can play every single side of, yep. of every single game on the slate. It's just four awesome football games. Like it's a, it's a fun slate for sure. It's a fantastic slate. It really is. Um, again like i know i keep saying it but there's just so many ways to build and that that's when the slates are a lot of fun so all right let's play the morning grind game and uh yeah hopefully we can stay on fire we did we had a we had a good week last week in the morning grind game quarterback for 300 plus passing yards who do you got give me trevor lawrence um not afraid of that kansas city pass defense they're going to be playing from behind i think he's going to have to throw it a ton in this one and I think he can have some success too. Listen, I'm all for going different in this game. I, I am. I go different. I have some different plays, but I'm going to take Josh Allen to throw for 300 plus yards this week. Um, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Low and running back for a touchdown. We do have lineup HQ up here. First, look like projected ownership. I'm going to make it under 20% this week because I think that is a lot more reasonable. I've got one that we're currently showing 1% now. I just talked about him. Eli Eli Mitchell is going to get 
work at the goal line. Like they're they're not going to slam Christian McCaffrey into the back of the line three times if they get down there. Not that he won't get any goal line carries. Eli Mitchell is still involved. I think he scored the touchdown here. I think at forty seven hundred, I might take some shots there. What's crazy is I thought you were going to take Tony Pollard, so I was going to take James Cook because I thought you were going to take Pollard. You went contrarian, so now I have to continue to stay with my James Cook call because I can't let you be more contrarian than me. Um, <laughs> that's not in my blood. I Listen, James Cook looks way better than Singletary. Like, I don't care what the stats say. I watch football games all the time for a long time. And James Cook looks like the the guy. Like he he looks like the future for Buffalo. And what better time to let him unleash during the playoffs? Um, I just I'm going to go with James Cook for this one today. Like it. Quarterback, wide receiver, stack for a touchdown. Who do you got this week? Probably the stack I've played the most this season. Um, I I love the Jalen Hurts to AJ Brown. Like you get a ton of upside from from Hurts himself, but AJ Brown, like he has. Deep playability, he has after the catch ability. Love AJ Brown, so that I'm going to play a ton of that stack. I think it comes in a little lower owned than Allen Diggs and and even Burrow Chase, so I'm going to be playing a ton of that this week. I wrote down Hurts to Devontae Smith <laughs> for what Love it's it. worth, um, <laughs> but I'll switch it up. I'll go a little off the board here. Give me Dak Prescott getting the touchdown to T.Y. Hilton this week. Oh, baby. It's going to be like a 40-yarder, too, so it's going to be even better. Um, you heard it here first, Morning Grind First Look podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Listen, you, you do what you want to do. Wide receiver for eight-plus targets. Who do you got this week? Uh, give me Christian Kirk. You talked about what the 14 are you doing? last week. Did you, like, read my sheet? <laughs> <laughs> we, i noticed when we were going through that we liked a lot of the same things so all right um, dude yeah I mean, kirk, go ahead kirk is, give me your spiel on christian kirk just uh, the we're doing script, nba man. next thursday <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it christian kirk trailing lawrence is gonna be throwing it a ton <laughs> yeah whatever give me the cheaper debo samuel there you go um yeah, wanna wanna one up me? Watch. I'll, I'll take the guy that's cheaper. All right. Love tight it. end for a touchdown. Listen, there this is a position I feel like you're gonna have to get right this week. Um tight end is is loaded. And whether you pay it for Kelsey or you take one of the shots on these cheaper guys, I think this is a position you have to get right this week. Yeah, for sure. Um there are two that I really like. I'm gonna stick with Knox. I just like his goal line role is insane. It's five in a row. Like you just, you're thinking, man, he, like he just can't keep scoring touchdowns. But the, the fact of the matter is like, he's just the number one option down in the red zone for them. 3,800 him catching a touchdown again, that that's super useful. Um, and there are two tight end builds. Like you mentioned, I, I think that's absolutely in play again this week. I'm going to go Schultz. I'm pretty that, sure it took Schultz my last week. Did I take Schultz last week? <laughs> and I took Knox, Knox last week. I think you did, yeah. No, I took Ingram. Oh, my bad. Um, I wasn't wrong. Ingram, fantastic game. But did he score? He scored, right? I'm pretty sure he scored. Um, yeah, he I think scored. he did, yep. 
Schultz. I like Dalton Schultz a lot this week. So I'll take him. Love it. Uh, defense for 10 plus points. That's hard. You know, we're at that time of the season where this question is really hard. Um, which defense do you like this week? Yeah, this this is a difficult one. Um, I'm going to go Buffalo because I think that Cincinnati offensive line is is in trouble. Um, tough pass rush from the Bills. They're cheap too, 2,900. I, I was surprised that they were as cheap as they are. Yes, Burrow has a ton of upside. Um, I think this, that Cincinnati can still put points on them, um, but the sacks should be there for Buffalo. I'm going to go Dallas Cowboys. As much as I like this game, I feel like this is a spot that could potentially go overlooked a little bit this week. Um, they get after the quarterback. You have a young quarterback in Brock Purdy. He might be the reason why the Dallas Cowboys win this game. So give me the Dallas defense. I'm going to have plenty of offense from this game. I just, I, I do like the Dallas defense as a tournament play here. So outside of them, I'm with you on the bills. I think they're too cheap. I know it's a matchup against Cincinnati, but listen, it, it's the divisional round of the, the playoffs. There's eight teams left. You have some of the best of the best teams alive. So you throw all that out the window. Um, I mean, Kansas city is really interesting because the Jags are going to be throwing the ball a lot. Philadelphia is interesting because Daniel Jones is someone that will be chucking. Um, and then I don't even hate the 49ers. So like defense this week is really for me, how much do I have left? Um, yeah. I mean, I'll play the Jags defense. If I need the $2,200 defense, I don't care. Um, it's just that time of the year. I just don't care. So um, it, anything can happen. The, the Jags defense can score a touchdown just like anybody else on this slate. So, um, all right. Off the fantasy side, we'll get into the betting side here. Um, uh, favorite money line against the spread pick this week. I'm going to continue to trust Brock Purdy. Uh, I think his weapons are, are phenomenal and their, the defense is phenomenal. Um, give me San Francisco minus three and a half. I think they get it done against Dallas. All right. I definitely don't hate that. Um, Gosh, I can't even believe I'm saying this. Um, but give me the Giants plus seven and a half. If this line was seven, I would have so much more interest in just saying I'm out. Seven and a half. Getting that extra half a point, I feel like, is is enough for me to have interest in the Giants. Daniel Jones has looked good. They have pieces. I think the wide receiver, the wide receivers are playing above their talent, and I don't know if that can continue. Um, but I think Daniel Jones can keep this game close. Um, so give me the Giants plus seven and a half. Not an outright money line bet like last week, but I'll take the points <laughs> with the Giants. <laughs> uh, over under what that would be a little insane. Yeah, um, I'm I mean, going to the after watching last week, Keith. I think anything can happen in the NFL playoffs. Oh, yeah. I mean, you talked about Miami playing, um, playing close and and baltimore put up a good fight too like it, it was did. definitely anything can happen like you said it, like nothing should shock us um over under i am going to the highest total of the week um and i'm going over that that high total jacksonville kansas city over 52 and a half points i think jacksonville can can score on on kansas city we know what kansas city's offense can do um i think this this has a potential for a complete shootout here if Trevor Lawrence avoids or avoids the early picks, um, we he also showed last week that that he can perform um, in 
against some adversity as well. So I think Jacksonville can kind of stay in this game and push this total. I'm going to go Bills, Bengals over 48 and a half. Um, the Bills, they're good for 30 of those points. So uh, can the Bengals score 18 and a half? I think so. Um, listen, Buffalo, all joking aside, Buffalo has scored at least 32 points in four straight games. Uh, this is the team that is just absolutely crushing. Josh Allen's having a fantastic year. Um, so give me the over in this one. Uh, player prop. Any player props standing out to you here? There's a few out there right now. Um, I'm hoping we get some more here tomorrow. What are your thoughts on player props? Uh, Saquon Barkley sitting at, at 23 and a half receiving yards. I think the Giants are going to be playing from behind. He had six catches for 56 yards against Minnesota. Um, 23 and a half feels pretty light to me in a game that the Giants are trailing. Like, I know the receivers have been playing well, but if for some reason they don't quite have the success, Barkley could be even more involved in the passing game. So, um, give me Saquon Barkley over 23 and a half receiving yards. This is up on a few books. Um, I wrote this down and I saw that a few books took it off, but I'm going to roll the dice a little bit this week and say Pacheco under 55 and a half rushing yards. Um, if Hilaire comes back, I think that he could be involved. I think McKinnon's going to be involved. I think this is a game we potentially see Pacheco play under 50% of the snaps. Um, so I'm going to take the under. Like I said, I'm going to roll the dice a little bit here and take the under 55 and a half rushing yards. I think if Hilaire comes back, this line goes way down. Um, so with him being designated to return and practicing Tuesday, I think that, yeah, man, it was an ankle sprain. It's been eight, eight nine weeks. I, I'm going to take Pacheco under here. I like that. Uh, favorite sleeper pick. What do you What do you got on sleeper this week? They have a they have a few things up. Uh, what do you got for Trevor Lawrence passing yards? Lawrence going you. passing yards. Let's see if it's up. Two fifty and a half. Give me the over on that. It's at two fifty five and a half on FanDuel. Um, I like the over on two fifty five and a half too for what it's worth. But um, it, it was at two forty five and a half on Prize Picks, I believe, which is just way too low. Um, like I said, like the Jacksonville should be playing from behind and Kansas city's pass defense is vulnerable. I think Lawrence can go for 300 here pretty easily. All right. I'm going to go Stefan Diggs over 81 and a half receiving yards this week on sleeper. We're going to lock in Lawrence over 250 and a half and Diggs over 81 and a half. Try to get our three X here for our morning grind pick of the week. Any final thoughts before we get out of here, Keith? Fun slate. Should be another fun weekend of football. Um, I don't don't have anything else. It's always it's always fun. This is the time of the year where football is so much fun to watch. Uh, the games are so competitive. And yeah, I mean, I think all, all four of these games should be competitive. So I was going to wrap it up here for Thursday's podcast. Friday, we'll be back talking some NBA. Hope everyone has a fantastic day. We'll see you again tomorrow.